Let us pray. Gracious God, who loves us more than we can ask for or imagine, send your Holy Spirit to be with us in this place so that only your word may be spoken and failing that, so that only your word may be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We live in highly anxious times. Now that might be something of an understatement in 2020, isn't it? I mean, there is so much to be understandably anxious about right now this year. Most recently, of course, was the election. I read a poll before the election that said that something like 80% of American adults were anxious or highly anxious about the then upcoming election. A lot of anxiety uh, to be had around the pandemic, especially now that you see case levels rising again here in Lane County. Uh, something like 75 new cases were announced yesterday, um, nearly 1,000 in a single day in Oregon, and we see that repeating all across the country. Case levels rising, test positivity rates rising, hospitalizations rising, and the epidemiologists are warning us that it is going to get worse. They look to what is happening, they look to the measures that we are or are not doing, and they look at the winter with us going more inside, and they look at the holiday season and the travel that people will be doing and getting together with friends and family for those great celebrations, and they're warning us to not do that, to limit that as much as we can. And there is so much to be anxious about around that. There is anxiety around injustice in our society. We who follow Jesus and we take scripture seriously and we hear those words from Amos today about God wanting justice to roll down like water. And we want that, we desire that, we pray for that, we work for that. And yet we still see so much injustice in our society and that can cause so much anxiety for us. Those feel like the big three this year, but there are, there are many others, aren't there? Wildfires, that was just a month and a half ago. Um, climate change, murder hornets, there is so much. And that's just in the past eight months of 2020. We know that many of these anxieties have been there much longer. We have so much anxiety, and that's just the communal corporate anxiety that we have about the individual anxiety that so many of us hold. Maybe it's anxiety that comes from a medical diagnosis that is not the news that we want to hear. Or anxiety around a relationship that's not going the way it should. Maybe it's falling apart. Maybe it's broken down. Anxiety about things going on in our work. Or anxiety about things going on in our school. There are so many individual anxieties that we might be holding. One of the side effects, outcomes, effects of, of anxiety can be hopelessness. It is easy to allow anxiety to sap us of our hope. Hope, that thing with feathers that perches in the soul, as Emily Dickinson so beautifully put it, is important to us. We need hope to keep moving forward, especially when the times are so difficult. We need hope. And anxiety 
is the enemy of that hope. Hope is the main issue in Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. I know I've been preaching a lot on Paul's letters lately. We've been covering various issues in it, but kind of the core of Paul's message is an issue of hope. Let's look really quickly at the beginning of Paul's letter. He says in there at the very beginning, We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers, constantly remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope. Faith, love, and hope. You've heard that trinity before. Faith, hope, and love. The grace of these is love. Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 13, but that trinity, faith, hope, and love, are an important part of many of Paul's letters, including right here in 1 Thessalonians. He is, at the very beginning, offering his thanksgiving for the Thessalonians, for their faith, for their love, and for their hope. This is a community that has all three in abundance. And then Paul goes on later to talk about some various issues. And we've kind of talked a little bit about that in other sermons the past few weeks. And then Paul talks about um, how he really desires to see the people. And he's unable to. And so he sends his partner, Timothy, to go check in on them. And Paul says, But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love. Timothy has just come to us. He's returned from his journey. And he brings news of their faith and their love. What's missing from there? The hope, right? I thank God you for your faith and for your love and for your hope. And now Timothy has come to you and he's reported back to me and he says, it's so good. Your faith is strong and your love is strong. Let's fast forward a little bit long, close farther in the letter. Paul says, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Paul is worried that they are losing hope. And so he's writing to them, trying to shore that hope up. Now their, their anxieties, they're trying to sap their hope, are different than our anxieties. Now their anxieties are very particular to their time. Their anxieties were that um, people in their community, fellow saints, fellow Christians, fellow followers of Jesus, or beginning to die. Remember, these are the very earliest days of the Christian community when Paul is writing this letter. And they thought, they understood, the people there, that um, Christ would return again in that great second coming before any of them died. And they were worried that the people who had died would not be with Christ. And Paul says, no, 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 no. That is a misunderstanding of what I meant. They are with Christ. Now, that's a very different anxiety than we have in this moment. Right now, 2,000 years later, we're not so anxious about people dying and thinking that they died too early and that somehow uh, Christ's second coming hasn't happened before those people died. We now know what the very message that Paul is um, giving to us, that they are with Christ, that these loved ones I'm surrounded by right now, that they are with Christ. It's not anxiety that takes away our hope right now. 
Like our anxieties are different, but the message is still the same. That in whatever anxieties we are facing, Paul points them and points us to Jesus Christ. And whatever is trying to take away our hope, Paul wants to say, look to Jesus and look to his resurrection. Remember that we have a God who is with us always. Remember that we have a God who loves us so much that this God brings new life out of death. Remember that we have a God who is stronger than whatever the world can throw our way. That is Paul's message to the anxiety, to the hopelessness that we might feel. He reminds us to keep focused on the hope. We have a God who not only reminds us that there is hope for us, but we have a God who invites us to be agents of that hope in this world. Not to say that those anxieties are, 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 are illegitimate, those anxieties don't really exist. No, no, it's a God who says that in a world that is so full of anxiety, so full of pain and suffering, God sends us to help bring about hope, to work for justice, to do what we can to love our neighbor, to try and reduce the spread of the pandemic. God calls us in all of the anxieties the world faces to try and bring hope. And sometimes that's something small that might be as small as just calling somebody up on the phone who might be feeling anxious about uh, the pandemic and their loneliness that they might be feeling in this moment. I can promise you a phone call makes such a difference. But God has invited us to do those things, to bring about that hope for people, to be agents of hope. There's a theologian I read a couple years ago, I'm blanking on his name right now, he's a, he's a South African theologian, and he said that we need hope and history to rhyme. That that is our task as followers of Jesus, to make hope and history rhyme, to make those hopes a reality in this world. And how do we do that? By bringing new life out of death. By loving our neighbor. By caring for this world. That is how we make hope and history rhyme. And so, my friends in Christ, do not lose hope in the midst of all the anxieties that 2020 can throw our way. Do not lose hope, but be an agent of hope for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen.